0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another week of Low Seasons Podcast. <laughs> ah, gentlemen, happy new year. Happy 2020. It's good to see your voices
1: on there. Ben-te, ben-te. It's good to see you guys, uh, even though it's uh, through uh, the La Computadora. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but again, oh, happy so new bad. year
0: 2020. Um, Little hungover. Very hungover, actually, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, Chad, uh, you you got out relatively unscathed out of NYE 2020. Yeah, because I spent NYE on Twitter. Uh, Padres Twitter was going off
0: <laughs> last night, um, <laughs> and we had a good time with it, so leave me alone. <laughs> hey,
2: <Hexic. laughs> well, uh,
0: well, anyways, um, if you're new to this Low Sea Host podcast, my name is Chad. Uh, I've got my co-hosts with me, Hayden and Robert. What's up, what's up? Yep, yep. All right. And uh, again, we make up what is the Los hosts fan club. This is our podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, and then you can find us on our individuals. But uh, we talk all things San Diego Padres, and that's what we're going to get into here today. And really, I think our logic with this is um, we're trying to kick off 2020 off to a good start, especially with the podcast realm. So um, we kind of – faded away uh, last year unfortunately um, that's all of our faults um, you know whether it was excuses or just being lazy smoking a little bit too much marijuana um, whatever it may
2: be um, we haven't
1: podcasted since August I don't think
2: Augusto wah, wah, wah. man we're full
1: of Spanish lessons today <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, I I think they already announced it. But for us, this is uh, podcast number twenty. I think it's been over, you know, the course of about two and a half years now. But this is number twenty for us, and um, that's a cool point for us. Uh, So we're stoked on that. Um, And again, we're stoked to kind of get off to um, a a good start for twenty twenty here. So uh, again,
2: I don't think we pointed out that like it's our episode twenty at the beginning of twenty twenty. It's almost like we planned this. Whoa. I mean, what I we planned this. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah.
0: So what Robert so, meant to say?
2: So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah,
0: 2020, 20. Yeah. 2020 on 20. All right. Well, anyways, um, again, we're here to talk Padres. Um, And now we're in the middle of our offseason, but, uh, again, we've got stuff to talk about. Uh, We've had some trades. uh, We've had some, um, I think, cool announcements across the organization um, through in terms of uniforms, in terms of a new head coach. Um, So, again, we've got a lot to talk about here today. Um, So, again, let's just might as well dive into it by really kind of starting with a 2019 end of season recap I guess um, because again we hadn't pod- podcasted since August here so um, I mean Dodgers didn't win the World Series so Ooh,
1: I'm happy. The yeah, yeah. Uh, Dodgers didn't win the World Series uh, Nationals won I think we are collectively all very happy about that and okay. the Astros got uh, embroiled in a cheating scandal wow I don't think I ever grasped what was going on there.
0: They were just beating on some drums, Robert. It's really nothing more to, to grasp onto
1: other than
2: it was like,
1: <laughs> like A lot of good gifts wrong. came out of it, though. Like, <laughs> That's very true.
2: Is, is stealing signs, like, don't people steal signs? Like, I thought that was basically... People
0: steal signs. People have always stole signs. But the issue is with what I think the Astros organization was doing is that they were doing it a very... I guess, 2019 technological manner. Um, They were setting up cameras. They had, uh, you know, specific individuals that were hypothetically or um, as I think a lot of us like to use, allegedly, um, uh, you know, having employees that had cameras and iPads and things like that. And, and, you know, one beat of the drum was a fastball, two beat of the drums was a change up, things of that nature there. So, um, I think a lot of people got upset oh, with the camera really aspect. The
1: yeah. Did you guys see those photos from inside their dugout that, uh, uh-huh. that down surf- their staircase?
0: down the staircase yeah so the there's two different
1: uh, uh, to our listeners there are two different photos that uh, that circulated around Twitter, and one of them was of a setup uh, just down the stairs um, inside the dugout uh, and it showed a computer on a table that was set up uh, doesn 't really you can 't really tell what 's on it, but it was a computer d- or desktop monitor that was set up on a table. Uh, and it had a player running by it. And there was another photo that seemed to have been captured right after it had been taken down, and another player was running by. So it almost gave the, the appearance that somebody, a team employee perhaps, had gone and Really quickly taken everything down uh, in an attempt to kind of I don't know hide the because it was noticed yeah it was noticed right exactly it was pretty case. it was pretty damning it was pretty I mean I don't I wouldn't call it a smoking gun but it was very uh, damning I think for the Astros
2: yeah, I mean exactly I keep, I keep like random desktop monitors in my hallways too. <laughs> but, Seems <pretty> but, normal.
0: <laughs> but again to to answer your first question Robert everybody still signs I've been still well, signed since little league baseball it's just it's, it's a it's the nature of the game uh but again doing it in that tech savvy manner doing it in the tech savvy manner is is just uh that's what kind of I got got uh uh, uh the, the pot stirred I guess um but yeah so again nationals won the world series that was great um Really, they started off last year piss poor and had an excellent second half. Um, Padres really did the exact opposite. Um, we had the worst second half I think we could have ever had um, as an organization. Pitching was all over the place. Offense couldn't figure it out. We ended up at, what, uh, yeah, 70 in, in 92. Um, not, yeah, not, not anywhere <laughs> where we were expecting last year, um, which really has kind of put us back into, unfortunately, a transitional year again this year, if, if I'm not, if I'm not, not being honest there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing that occurred to me over the second half of the season was just how much the wind was sucked out of our sails once Babo went down. Uh, you know, when you take uh, Fernando out of the lineup, it's just like the, you're taking a, away a reason for fans to show up to games
0: Exactly. That extra swagger, that extra fun mentality. Um, so yeah, again, I'm um, not, you know, uh, reliving too much of 2019 season there, because again, we're in 2020 now. Um, but again, we just wanted to quickly close up, uh, uh, close up kind of our final remarks with, you know, again, a lack of podcast last year there, but, um, transitioning into kind of this off season, obviously, um, a new head coach, uh, Andy Green was let go. Jace Tingle was brought in, um, Brown is back. Uh, I think those are the two biggest points of the offseason so far, oh, other than the trades that we'll get into. Yeah. But let's talk
2: about that. Brown is back. Yeah. So,
1: well, uh, I'll let you take the Brown uh, aspect uh, row, and then I'll talk. Uh, I'll dive into the trades.
2: Okay. You didn't have to bring race into this, but uh, I just want <laughs> I just wanted to point out that Chad has the nicest jersey out of all of us now so <clears throat> with that machado so authentic so yeah i had a thousand dollars to drop on that yeah so if
0: you haven't <laughs> seen kind of the uh the, the the uniform layout yeah we went back to brown and uh what rose talking about is the white homes the white pinstripes with the brown mm-hmm. gold lettering um the pinstripes are fresh if you ask me i like the pinstripes
2: Yes, they're lovely. I I just wonder like who I should get because I might get like a Hedges jersey because he seems like he's gonna leave. The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're baiting a certain individual who follows yeah. us on Twitter and we follow him. Uh, uh, so um. well, and I gotta keep
2: up the trend, you know. Like I buy a jersey, the guy gets traded. So maybe I can help everybody out. That's
0: why. Jankowski. Now Hedges, right? Perfect. Yeah,
2: no, I have have that John Ross. And then the Kimbrel jersey. Oh,
0: the Ross jersey.
1: Dude, you're like 0 for 6 at this point. It's
2: pretty good, dude. It's a nice collection.
1: (laughs) For for the love of God, don't buy a FAM jersey. (laughs) Yes.
0: Sam needs to stay around and, and again we'll we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, in terms of kind of the the Brown announcement, what I actually got to attend was that um was the Padres membership event for them actually announcing the brown uniforms. Uh, and Tees, Machado and Haas walked out on that stage and honestly kudos to the Padres organization because that event was phenomenal. Um, there's about over seven thousand people at the park that night and free beer. Free wine, oh, free food, um, free little giveaways, um, and, and then again, it was just a a, a nice camaraderie and, and a community event to announce this very, I guess, hyped up aspect of the 2020 season, which was Brown is back.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that it was that epic. That's yeah, no I
1: was really bummed that I missed out on that one. For it, sure. it was Man, a cool event. Homo. Yeah, it was it was a real cool event. And again, when they all walked out on stage, they had the
0: hype video playing on the big screen. You know, that, that was just such a good time. But, and, and then in speaking to the jerseys, which has kind of been weird, you know, transition a little bit, you know, out of the jersey, well, forward with the jersey conversation. But how about those DH DHgate jerseys, though? Those are looking pretty nice. Like, very <laughs> clean in comparison to some of those DH DHgate jerseys. But what that has, I guess, been drawn from is the fact that, the team stores and MLB.com don't have the, the brown gear yet, right?
2: Is that what's going on? I, I think thinking,
1: so. Right? I think they uh, they're taking uh, of oh, quite a while to get the replicas in, um, or not? Maybe not the yeah replicas. The MLB Authentics, I think they're they have in stock but uh the ones that are a little less nice but you know the majority of people buy because of the price point yeah. they're taking uh quite some time to get those uh in stock which is uh obviously uh incensing some people well i mean hey a 200 hundred dollar jersey or a 22 two dollar jersey from dh
0: i mean padres and mlb are, are really doing it wrong here um in, in my opinion but hey brown is back
2: i ain't complaining uh, yeah
0: I'm yeah. the We I finally have our like,
2: identity back. I thought there was exactly. a scandal revolving around designated hitters. Like
0: Watergate, but DH No, no, no. DH Gate uh, is <laughs> basically ordering No. Almost, bro. Almost. No, D H Gate is the uh, um the websites that you can order jerseys from through China.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense now. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> The road road. I, I, I like oh, that. Dude, All
1: right, we got something to talk
0: about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not about the designated hitter in the NL yet. Can not yet. involving
1: designated hitters. No, not yet. Well, obviously,
0: you know, uh, again, with the Brown, the new coach, you know, Jay Singler, rookie manager, again, um, familiar yeah, with Preller. Yeah, familiar with Preller, can speak Spanish. we Said that about every manager that we put across that. the put across the table there, but uh, we got to win. And if he doesn't win, then it's just gonna be the same shit over and over again. But in speaking to winning, um, I think that over the off season here, we've absolutely made some acquisitions that um, I guess push us in the right direction, but still don't get us over the hump. Uh Hayden, let's get it let's get after some of those transactions that uh, occurred. I think it was December, right? Really all of December.
1: Yeah. Um I like the moves the moves that we've made thus far. I think uh they're good baseball trades. Uh I really I really liked the uh Grisham uh for Urias swap with uh, obviously pitchers being changed as well with Lauer and Davies uh going opposite ways. Um I, I <laughs> As you all know, there was a lot of uh, um, a lot of debate on Twitter about whether it was the right time to get let go of Urias. Urias was uh, obviously a fan favorite, and uh, you had some people that were very, very uh, pissed off about that. I think it was just an upside switch. Uh, I think we liked Grisham's upside more than we liked Urias' upside. His swing, uh, from what I was reading, got a little bit long. And if you know anything about how people are looking at the you know, uh, swing coaching and just uh, offensive coaching, you definitely don't want a long swing. You want a short, compact swing. And uh, Urias, uh, they just weren't seeing some of the developmental signs that they uh, wanted to. So they uh, obviously moved on from him. As far as the FAM deal, the FAM deal was kind of – You know the the trade that really got my uh, my engine going. I thought, okay, well if this is if this is what he's going to do, like he's definitely not stopping. Um, I like the fan of acquisition. I think uh, bringing a lot of on base uh, into the into the equation is obviously what we need. And um, the Cronenworth guy, I'm not really sold on. People were touting him as a two way player, but he's maybe pitched. I don't know nine innings or something. Very, very small amount of time he spent pitching in the, m- so I liked that trade. And then after that, we kind of had a tail off, um, in some of the, uh, some of the acquisitions. Um, let's see here. We had, uh, Oh yeah, we got Profar by the way, which was one of those things where it was inevitable. AJ had been chasing him for a while <laughs> and he, he to got a guy. Right? Pretty sure. He yeah, he drafted, him, right. He, yeah, he drafted him uh, when uh, A.J. was the assistant GM with the Texas Rangers. And so that was one of those things where everybody was like, well, we kind of saw that coming because, you know, hes it's been no secret that uh, A.J. has been a fan of his and has uh, tried numerous times to get him on the Padres. So he finally did that. And uh, then in addition to that, um, we got uh, Pierce Johnson who was uh, not so good in his first uh, go-around in the MLB, but went and played in the NPB in Japan. NPB, excuse me. And uh, actually kind of lit the world on fire, and uh, he had a sub-2 ERA. And so this, I, hmm. I think this is a decent move, uh, not too much of a commitment to him, so hopefully he comes in and pitches well. Other than that, um, not, not a whole lot else. I, I was really expecting... Things to kind of be opened up and us to start, uh, you know, um, trading away some prospects to get some players after the Tommy Fam trade, but uh, it uh, has not come to fruition
0: yet. Yeah, and then and then I think we I think all of us have forgot about even in our pre discussion this morning is the is the Pomerance, uh, deal. I think we oh, we yeah. failed. A, yeah, we I think <laughs> we all failed that. I was just looking at our sheets. Um, I didn't like that. Um, I I don't see why we just put that much money into a Pomerantz. I think that obviously our acquisition points um, for this offseason, in my mind, were starting pitching, not building out a bullpen. Um, It doesn't matter um, if our bullpen is third in the league if we're losing by 21s when we get there. So um, again, our bullpen is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you look at you know, Munoz, Pomerantz, Yates, um, you know, those three alone, you know, in combination with, you know, I, I hate to word, say the word Perdomo, um, he'll be at the bottom of my list for <laughs> the bullpen this year. But, you know, winn Strom out of the bullpen again this next year. Um, and then I think we failed to also mention Zach Davies too, um, kind of on the front end, starting end, just a, a sub tier starting pitching pickup. Um, and now we're going to be relying on really, you know, a Garrett Richards, Zach Davies, and a and a Joey Lucasi to to back up our Paddock. So I'm not right. sure and what I, I feel. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet.
1: I, I don't know if I'm really comfortable with this rotation uh, going into the year and confidently saying, oh, yeah, we can make it a run in a wild-card spot. Like I, there's just no way. I mean, I think uh, I was talking to Chad uh, offline about this, and you might have uh, been in on this conversation too, Roe, but um, there are just too many pitchers that are too uh, too close to a recent injury. I mean, I'm looking at the starters right now. Richards, Paddock, and Lamette all – um, have had Tommy John surgery all somewhat recently. You have Richard Garrett Richards who we signed to that 2-year deal who which was basically uh you know a 2-year deal for 1 year of production because the uh, the full year first rehab year, yeah full year of rehab basically that we paid for um and he has had injury uh troubles throughout his career. So that's not really uh, that doesn't put my mind at ease, really. Uh, as far as Paddock, Paddock had a great year last year, but definitely had the training wheels on uh, as far as uh, inning limits. And Lamette, Lamette spent most of the year rehabbing, and then very at the very end got uh, a brief cameo of some innings. So that just doesn't that doesn't sit well with me right off the bat. And then Lu- Lucchesi or Lucchesi, uh being the guy to kind of anchor the the staff in, in terms of the the healthiest of them all. That you know that he's he's your guy who who you you're who right now you're going to depend on to give you the most innings and I just don't see that being a formidable rotation trying to threaten a wild card spot. Yeah, I mean it. it I, I completely agree.
0: Right, and and again, if we're you know you know giving up those three four run innings in the first run or excuse me in the first inning. Goodness, I just said that all backwards there. My gosh, let me back up. If we're giving up three to four runs in the first inning, we're playing from behind always. And I consistently saw that last year and really the last two, three years from the Padres are always playing from behind. And again, that just starts with the starting pitching, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, still question marks there, but bullpen looks good. Um, And speaking of healthiness, uh, Franchi Cordero has got to have a healthy year as well. Um, I think with the platoon aspect of our outfield right now, with Pham, Cordero, Margot, uh, you know Grisham, <laughs> Myers, um we're gonna have we're gonna have a couple people rotating in and out out there just to again, who's hot, who's not. If you hit, you play. Um, that's I think how it's gonna go next year. You know who hits? Let's hear it, bro. Uh, hey, out uh, Get out of here. Get out of here,
1: bro. Dude, so why, don't do why don't you get a Cincinnati Reds podcast?
2: Yeah, huh? So nice. Go hang out with it's go so hang so out nice. with Natty Sports. It's just gonna be about Jankowski.
1: Mm, you <laughs> do you then.
0: And then, um, in terms of, I think probably you know, wrapping up some of the the acquisition and transaction conversations here as we move forward. Um, let us just not all forget um, about the such untimely and saddening passing and retirement. Of Ian Kinsler. <laughs> Let us just take, a, let's just take a, a, a brief moment of silence. All right, we're good. So, anyways, um, and so, so, Ian Kinsler retired. One thousand nine hundred ninety-nine hits gets fucked. Um, he is now going to be a part of the Padres organization. Um, but again, he is finally off our team. Um, We've been begging that for a year and a half and it's finally happened. So I just wanted to also mention that there as well.
2: It's the the best of both worlds. You know, he's off the active roster he still gives that dugout leadership. So, I mean, that's the stuff you're looking for, you know?
1: Yeah. He's not going to be anywhere near the dugout. God willing. If I see that that face (laughs) in the dugout next year, I'm going to
0: lose my mind. But, um, Um, but in speaking of, you know, um, you know, I, uh, I think over the course of maybe the last couple of weeks or so here, you've seen a lot of war charts. You've seen a lot of war projections for, uh, you know, the upcoming season, right? You know, on paper, we're better than last year, right? On paper, we're um, statistically going to be better than last year. On paper, we're Um,
2: a a two-and-a-half war instead of a
0: 1.8. (laughs) <laughs> wow, there you go, there you go. But what, I, what I think Hayden and I and Robert wanted to kind of throw back at you is is kind of a fun throwback of our decade war leaders here for the Padres. So I'm gonna let Hayden yeah. maybe run through this section, please, but please we thought it'd right be fun. We...
2: <laughs>
1: Get out of here, bro. No breaks. We're finishing <laughs> no breaks. this up. No breaks, and uh, I hate to say, no it, but break. no down on the farm today either. We're yeah. going we're going through the rest of this. And, All right, and, so let's get um,
2: an ad read. <laughs> right. Get out of here, bro.
1: Okay, so looking back at this uh, decade, the leaders in terms of fangraft's WAR—that's for you, Eric. I'm clarifying. Fangraph's war leaders of the Padres from 2010 to 2019. Coming in at number one.
0: No, go five. Go five to
1: one. Okay. Coming uh, in at number five. Actually, uh, two people were tied for this spot. We have both Yasmani Grandal and Chris DeNorfia with a little over seven and a half wins above replacement. So... Judging by the fact that Yaz has that spot or occupies that spot, not saying anything about Yaz, like he's a, he's a great player, but he, that's our number five spot. It's only going to shock you from here. Okay, ready <laughs> for number four? <laughs> Go number four, we have our domestic abuser, Matt Latos. Excellent. At 8.3 wins above replacement. Wow. And let's just move forward to the next one. And then number three, Tyson Rost with 9.4 wins above replacement. Good for Tyson. I actually uh that kind of surprised me. Number two, Will Venable. Oh. Wow. It's a good one. Interesting. With ten, a little over ten and a half. And then coming in at number one, I think uh, this might surprise some of you. For some of you it really won't. Uh, Chase Headley at 17.8 wins above replacement, and might I add that that was bolstered at that uh, war total for Headley is bolstered largely by that one season where I think he had a six-win uh, season where uh, he had that absolutely crazy breakout year and everybody thought he was going to be the you know the the chosen one for us, but uh, that obviously didn't come to fruition. So there you have it. Those are our top five war leaders for the past decade, and my oh my, that is depressing. Depressing,
0: embarrassing—I mean, whatever you want to call it—it's um, been ten years of dog shit. Um,
2: and the fact that yeah. someone that like ninety plus percent of people hate in Padres' world is our our war leader for the decade. It's, Yep. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. That's great. You might as well yeah, just throw like-, like
2: That rubs chalk on the moon, man. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. But yeah, so we just figured, you know, with all the talks of war and all, we just kind of throw a little a little satirical post in there with kind of uh, some top decade leaders for the year there. But um, as we kind of finish up the pod here, we just wanted to kind of, uh, I guess, ask you if you think it's too early for uh, season predictions. And we're going to answer that by saying, absolutely not. Um, so, Ro, <laughs> what are you thinking for uh, uh, 2020, sir? What, what are you right. thinking
2: we're at? Here's what I'm thinking. And I'm not going to be crazy like usual and be like, we're going to the playoffs. But here's the deal, man. With last season, like we talked about, at the, the All-Star break, I think me, I think we and the Nationals were within one or two games of each other. We were. And somehow it split off, and we tanked, and they made it to the, the Super Bowl, I mean the World Series. Super
0: Bowl I'm just kidding <laughs> <The> Super
2: Bowl <laughs> uh, they made it to the Super Bowl and so here's here's what I'm thinking is I really felt like at the end of the year we were a lot closer to 500 and I wasn't watching the win loss um, because I was just enjoying the season enjoying you know the, the movement that was happening the growth uh, lamenting over the the talk injuries um, but I it was funny because at the end of the season, I looked back and I looked at the record and I was like, there's no fucking way we lost 92 games, which is just the same thing we've been doing for three or four years. So I really think that we're going to carry that momentum and then actually, uh, see us get to about 500 by the end of the
1: year. All so right, I'm going to put right. Us right now,
2: 80 and 82 rather than being 82 and 80. So this puts us just below 500, uh, so you're
0: going so and just bear with us here if you do remember our podcast. We used to be an optimistic podcast, by the way. Not anymore. It sounds like we've <laughs> lost that uh,
1: tagline. <laughs> two years ago,
2: someone someone else must be the number one most optimistic. I think we're like number two or number three most optimistic.
0: I would say the Bluntly Boys, considering they're still toting Will Myers as a breakout season for next year. So I
2: love them. <laughs> so funny. God bless them. God bless yeah. Matt and Matt. Oh my god. Shut up. Great people. Yeah. Shout out, to yeah, shout to out Blended yeah.
0: Boys, boy. Let's let's fucking torture Blunt down one time. Um, Hayden, what do you got, sir?
2: Oh
1: Whoa, what was that? Jeez. I'm thinking it's Your gonna life? be a seventy three win season. Mm. Doom and gloom. And, doom and gloom, baby. And I'm uh, I'm I'm right above you at
0: 75. So I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna be better by five games than last year because our starting pitching is awful. And I think that that's gonna be our biggest low next year. Do
2: you think we're gonna get yep. any trades? Like we're gonna pick up a starting pitcher here in the next month? And that's
0: where you just you, you just don't know, right? I'm not sure why Preller just went so dormant. Um, and, and, a lot of just, you know, the talent just flew off the blocks. So he I never talking about that earlier.
1: Well, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, ultimately what this is telling me is that based on these deals, uh, I don't think Preller's sees us contending next year. I, I really think that I don't think he, he thinks that, uh, we're serious contenders next year. And I think, you know, what's very indicative of that is the, Pomeranz deal going back to that because Pomeranz got what was it a four year deal or something like that? Four years. That's not, that's not a deal that you give to a reliever who's given maybe one or two months worth of performance to justify that contract, um, and it's more like an opportunistic thing. It seemed like to me. I mean, you know, there are, sure there are other suitors for Pomeranz, but there are other glaring needs that you need to take care of if you think that you're going to contend in 2020 so i think the structure of the pomeran steel and the fact that um we really haven't had to give up, up a lot of like well aside from xavier edwards we really haven't had to give a lot of up a lot of uh prospect capital uh to get the guys that uh, we buddy have reed. so
2: about, i i
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah throat> well no offense to buddy reed but i i think he was uh I, he was about as uh, close to a lost cause as uh, any prospect is. I think we you only know. got.
0: I think we only got like money, right?
1: Didn't we get only money from him? We, it no, even he, a
0: trade. he, he yeah. was a uh,
1: he was a player to be named later in the uh oh, with period.
0: the A's. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, so you know, again, we don't have any you know exciting extravagant predictions for next year. Um, it, it looks bleak, um, and and again, we're just going to be. Uh, riding it out. We'll see where we can get, right? Yep, yeah,
1: absolutely. So.
0: All right. Well, you know, again, we just wanted to kind of end with a little bit of a season prediction, but uh, we should be back soon. We should be back more frequently this year. Uh, so if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, this is our 20th episode uh, of the Los Sea Host, uh, Host Fan Club podcast. So, uh, again, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, have a great start to your new year. Uh, happy 2020.